it's I'm sort of going through um, a, a place now. In, in 2017, that's whenever my TEDx talk came out, and that's when my book came out. And I was doing a lot of things at that point. I had a lot of irons in the fire. And so now with 2018, what I've had to do, and I it's difficult. It's more difficult than it sounds because when I kind of put it in front of myself, I was like, oh, this will be easy. But I'm having to be much more selective about who I engage with, whether it be on social media, whether it be, again, like I was saying before, I'm being very selective, more selective about who I'm doing podcasts with because a lot of people are trying to get my attention, which is great. But I'm trying to find people who I feel that what I'm saying is going to really make an impact on their audience, people that are willing to listen to what I have to say. The same thing with speaking engagements, the same thing with you know, any kind of consulting or coaching. I would rather coach somebody or work with somebody who desperately wants to learn and is desperately ready to to take the lessons as opposed to, as opposed to a person who may be interested. So there's a difference, right? There are people This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. curiosity question for you is are you using adversity as a gift or a curse let me ask you that question again are you using adversity as a gift or a curse okay so let me set the tone while preparing in while preparing to deploy with the US Army there was a man by the name of Marcus Aurelius Anderson. Maybe not the one that you're thinking of, but the other one, the one that we have amongst us today. He suffered severe spinal injury that left him paralyzed from the neck down. The sad part is, he was trying to do the right thing, serve our country, be known as a giver and not a taker. But life kicked him in the ass. His entire life, he devoted to being active, running, working out, using his body to, to do activities he loved doing. But then his life turned upside down. And after dying twice on the operating table, 
he was told he would never be able to walk or use his hands again. Days quickly turned into months, and he forced into life-changing, soul-searching, trying to find himself once again. He discovered that he was left with two choices. He could either be a victim to his circumstances, or he could change his mindset. So if this story at all gives you a little questioning of what you're doing with your adversity, then this episode is for you, because I'm sitting with Marcus Aurelius Anderson. He's a coach, speaker, and author of The Gift of Adversity. So without further ado, please give a warm, warm welcome to the one and only Marcus Aurelius Anderson. Wow, thank you, Logan. That's a phenomenal intro. I, I love what you did with that. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here, my friend. Oh, likewise. Uh, man, the honor is mine. Uh, I really, you know what, though? Uh, we won't play that game like you first. No, you first. <laughs> we'll just both be giving um, virtual uh, bro hugs right now to each other because I know the, the, the feeling is mutual, my friend. So um, anyways, uh, the mission of this show is to, to make someone feel less alone and also to learn how someone can kind of uh, scratch their own itch, which to me is, is, is solving a problem that they have with themselves. And by doing so, um, they're helping others scratch that itch for themselves. So where did you get to where you got to today by scratching your own itch? Hmm, that's a great question. The, the itch that I was scratching when I was sort of grappling with my injury was trying to figure out, you know, real honestly, what the hell do I do next? You know, I'm, I was 40 years old, broke, divorced, paralyzed, and it was way beyond trying to figure out what I do as a career. It was a, a hard question to figure out, okay, if this is what I'm left with, and if this is all that I have, what do I do? What can I do? And then how do I deal with those consequences and with those emotions for the, uh, the three or four months that I was lying paralyzed? I was just livid. I was angry. I had all kinds of regrets. Um, anger that's directed inward is, is depression. So clearly I had that. And I was literally suicidal, but the blessing of it was I wasn't able to act on it. So in those three months, I really had to scratch my own itch by figuring out what do I do from here? And the, the turning point for me was I finally woke up one morning and I was just tired of being angry. I was tired of trying to blame everybody else. And I just had some radical responsibility and said, okay, this is facing me. And this is something that I cannot get away from. This is adversity at its highest level, at least for me at that point in my life. What do I do? And it seemed like the universe was just pushing me in this direction. It was pushing me to focus on this, and it kept bringing it back to me to, to center. So I thought, okay, what do I do now? What, what am I trying to – what is the thing I'm, I'm missing in this? I get it. I'm, I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm depressed. I'm resentful. Okay, I, I already got that. But that wasn't the lesson for me. And that's when I started doing that really brutal self-searching and figuring out what I could learn, what was the opportunity – what was the lesson? And I started looking at adversity as that opportunity to learn as that, you know, that Zen master who would be unrelenting and force me to really look inside myself. And once I started doing that, that's when things started changing in my life for the better. Wow. Wow. That's, um, 
that's the that's that's the change in perspective right that's that sort of like um you know i could uh, why is this happening to me instead of um uh you know it's like no really why is this happening to me and i i think there's a even though it's the same wordage it's a it's it's a different perspective and tone and and um i really i'm dude i'm happy you're still here and, and hearing uh, another person uh go through suicidal thoughts and and realize that the thought isn't them you know it's just a thought um it doesn't mean that they have to uh now be a a, a victim of suicide it just means that they have that circumstance where they had to go through that adversity but you know i really gotta i gotta point out in your book you say uh when it comes to something i truly want i will single-handedly storm the gates of heaven or hell to get it so i mean is that everything in life now that you tackle are you just are you just um because you went through this if you see something that you want you'll go after it uh with uh with your head just full, fully plowed into it, or are there things in life where the where you still are like, uh, you know, hey, um, I, I'm I'm only here to live for pleasure now, of because of the pain that I went through. Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and that's that's what the question everybody that's listening to this should be asking themselves. The and to to, to come to the point to what you asked about that quote, um, that's. I apply myself in that capacity towards the things that I truly believe are priorities in my life. Now, if everything is a priority in your life, then nothing is a priority in your life. So what I do is I'm very, very selective about not only people like like you who I get interviewed by now, but by the actions that I actually take. So the amount of time that I am invest into something, the the friendships that I have, the the selectivity of the exercise I do and the diet that I have, whatever it is, I do that on the things that are really important to me. But the things that are not that big of a deal, the things that are superfluous, the things that I can kind of trim the fat on, those things sort of fall away and I can be much more, you know, flowing with that and I go with that because I understand that there are certain things in life that we cannot control, even though we may desperately want to. When you were asking earlier, you made that comment about how you're saying, hey, why did this happen to me? No, seriously, why did this happen to me? It's very, very easy to be philosophical about something when it's not happening to you. It's very easy to say, oh, well, that person can get through this. Why are they making a big deal about it? Or, oh, this person is just being a baby. Well, it's easy for you to say that because you're not the person who's actually experiencing that headache, as it were. But whenever it is pushed upon us and whenever we're actually having to face something that is difficult or maybe the most difficult thing we've ever faced, that's when we actually have to start asking ourselves those really difficult questions. And lots of times the questions that we ask ourselves are, are going to make us reveal answers that we aren't proud of. We're going to find out that maybe we're weaker than we thought we were. Maybe we're going to find out that we're not nearly as resilient as we thought we were. And the reality is everything that you and I believe right now exists within this pristine bubble, this vacuum, where it's not really been tested for the most part. When you're being truly tested, that's when you realize what you truly believe in. And you don't know what you believe in until all you have left is your belief. And that's why it's so difficult for us to, you know, be able to overcome adversity or hardship, whatever it may be. So now that I actually had the second chance 
I've redoubled my efforts to attack the things that I feel that are truly worth doing, these endeavors that are worth my time and effort. And that's why the things that I do now, whether it be coaching, you know, individuals or, or businesses or, or writing or when I get up on stage and give a, a talk, whether it be a TEDx talk or a keynote, I go up there and I give everything that I have because I know that that's maybe my last opportunity to be able to present any of the knowledge that I've possessed. If I can pass on even 1% of what I've learned from my experience without somebody else having to go through what I've gone through, then that's my job. I'm simply a vessel and I just want to try to give that knowledge and that quality to people. And if, if it resonates with people, fantastic. I'm very happy. There's some people that hear the message and they don't get it. It doesn't really impact them. And that's okay. Maybe it never will. Maybe it will in five years. Maybe it will tomorrow. But for those that it makes an impact on, I, I hope that they can take it and they can use it and they can start applying it right now in this moment, as opposed to having this esoteric ideal of what it may be or, yeah, that sounds great. And then not try to apply it. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button. I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found in making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I was, I was in an interview yesterday with uh, Dr. Rick Hansen, who wrote several best-selling books, and he's a master in neurology and, and and uh, one of the things that I came up with asking was, you know, adversity is, is, is great and all, but as I get older, like, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to keep going through things um, knowing that I have to get my ass kicked uh, in order to learn it. And so I love that, that you're doing that work. You're, you're teaching people where they don't have to get their ass kicked anymore to learn something great. Um, because you can take uh, either your failings and learn from that or you can be wise and learn from other people's failings I think and so um yeah I really I appreciate you doing that kind of work and and let's let's then uh go into something an exercise maybe that you do with uh you know a client or maybe a story that you've re recently had with a client of yours where you guys broke open uh some some experience that, or a pain point you don't have to say names if you don't want to if you want to use names all you, my man, but, uh, yeah, maybe they're dealing with something in their life and, uh, you, you help them solve it. Yeah. There's, there's a million different variations. The one that, um, that happened most recently to me was I had a client who, um, very, it was a classic example of a person who was wealthy, but unfulfilled. He had made a tremendous amount of money. He was in his fifties but he and his wife had been going through the motions for the last few years. You know, the, the kids have grown up and they've moved out. And what happened was he had this preconceived notion that these were the certain things that he should have. He should have this house with this amount of square footage, this, you know, vehicle, this Mercedes or this Jaguar or whatever the, the, um, 
you know, it's almost like a, a trophy more than actually a vehicle. And he went through all that stuff and he was talking about how that he just wanted to kind of get out of his business, but he didn't see himself being able to do that anytime soon. So finally, I just kind of reframed it and said, well, are these things that you want? Are these things that you and your wife want? Or are these things that other people want? Are these things that you feel that you should be getting because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses? And again, he was very successful. It's not like he was having a hard time paying the rent. And after we sat down and we talked about that, he was able to sit down and have a conversation with his wife. And she said, I don't want to have this big house anymore. We don't have kids. It's hard to upkeep. Honestly, I would rather just downsize and have something that's more minimal. Plus, their kids have moved to different, a different city, so there was really no reason for them to have that. So after that conversation, that, that did a lot of things. One, it rekindled communication with his wife, which is key in any kind of relationship. Two, it helped them ask themselves some hard questions, and they realized that a big house wasn't what they really needed. And then three, they ended up selling that house, giving a, having a huge amount of equity, and then they were able to move to a town that was equidistant to where their new family, where their kids were, and one of their kids was having a grandchild, was having a child soon, so they were expecting a grandbaby. So by being able to get rid of this thing that was a, a social, you know, status symbol, they were able to get rid of that headache, and they were able to focus on the things that were really important to them. And now he's got rid of that business, he sold that business, and now he's retired, you know, 15 years faster than what he thought that he would, and now he has more time to spend quality time with his wife. So they've rekindled that. They've got a stronger bond with their, their kids and their, their soon-to-be grandchild. So it's about priority. It's about understanding what's really important to you and not what is necessarily important to people around you. And if, if you can focus on what your priorities are instead of worrying about what everybody else's are, it will help you have much more peace and you can therefore serve others better. But if you find yourself in this constant state of turmoil or you have resentment when you're trying to serve somebody else in whatever the capacity is, whether it be as a, a coach, a consultant, an employee, an employer, a CEO, or just a person who works in a business, if you can find that peace and you can find that purpose and that priority, it's going to give you a lot more clarity in your day-to-day -day activities. And that's what a lot of people seem to be lacking. So I, I think that's a great example for everyone. I think that people can take pieces of that whole story and hopefully apply it to themselves right now where they are today wow dude that's so cool because you're so right it is about it's having the right priorities it really comes down to that it really does like i know for a fact that i could either get another job just so i can pay for another car or i can uh get a job that's close to home um, and not have the car and walk to, to work, you know, or, you know, and have a little bit more time and then also spend a little bit more time exercising and walking, you know, it's like even just that shift, if you're in an area right now, maybe you're not making millions of dollars and you're like, oh, well, like, I just want to, you know, like, I want to find something else. Is there anything else like that uh, that's comparative to my situation where I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to get another job just so I can buy another nice car. Uh, is there anything recently that you realize that isn't a priority in your own life that you've had to just minimize? It's, I'm sort of going through um, a, a place now. In, in 2017, that's whenever my TEDx talk came out, and that's when my book came out, and I was doing a lot of things at that point. I had a lot of irons in the fire. And... So now with 2018, what I've had to do, and I, it's difficult, it's more difficult than it sounds, 
because when I kind of put it in front of myself, I was like, oh, this will be easy. But I'm having to be much more selective about who I engage with, whether it be on social media, whether it be, again, like I was saying before, I'm being very selective, more selective about who I'm doing podcasts with because a lot of people are trying to get my attention, which is great. But I'm trying to find people who I feel that what I'm saying is going to really make an impact on their audience, people that are willing to listen to what I have to say. The same thing with speaking engagements, the same thing with you know, any kind of consulting or coaching. I would rather coach somebody or work with somebody who desperately wants to learn and is desperately ready to to take the lessons as opposed as opposed to a person who may be interested. So there is a difference, right? There are people that are interested and then there are people that are committed. And in this life there is but one level of commitment and that is total. So if you have something that you feel is truly a priority, you need to commit to that with every ounce of being that you have. And when you're in that hardship, when you're trying to give everything you can to that, there are going to be times when you think that you've given all that you can. But I promise you, there are there's another 20 or 30 percent from there that you can give. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you give your effort to those things that are truly worthy of that. If you're spending all your time running in circles or chasing the next shiny thing or putting out fires, as it were, in other words, working on things that are not priorities, then you're not able to do the things that really matter to you. And then you're not going to be able to make the kind of impact that you want to make. So that's what I'm doing now. Instead of saying yes to everything, I'm saying no to things that are not going to be as efficient and are not going to be able to help me spread my messages efficiently or as largely and while that sounds easy, it is sort of difficult because that means that in order to say yes to you, that means I have to say no to five other people. But that's why I'm very, again, that's why I said I'm honored and humbled to be on here because um, I feel that this conversation is is very important. And I feel that whoever's listening to this, it's very important that they are hearing our words because hopefully this is reaching out to them and hopefully this is going to make an impact on their life. And we people talk about impact, but impact to me is this. It's not just with the impact that I make on one person, but it's what they decide to do with it now. It's that impact that they make on the people around them, on their husband, on their wife, on their father, on their son, on the people that they work with, on the person they walk by on the street when they smile at them. That to me is impact. It has to be something that resonates far beyond just the words that we're saying right now. So that's sort of um, another thing I'm kind of coming to terms with right now. Wow. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great, I love that definition of impact. And I, I think it's, you know, the ball's in their court. And, and even to kind of elaborate a little bit more of what you said is like, you know, so many people go, I don't know what to do with my life. I'll just go back to college. And it's like, that's like such a passive in, investment to me and such a, uh, a more active uh active pursuit or active investment to me would be like you know starting that facebook group that you've always wanted to start you know or hiring a coach to get you to the level that you need to start playing in order to reach the top level you know and and i think if there's someone maybe marcus i i believe 100 percent marcus is is the dude for you if you're looking to uh, up level your game um, please uh, reach out to him. But uh, I want to go into scratching the surface curiosity questions where, you know, we learn a little bit more about you. We get um, the opportunity to make someone out there feel a little less alone. And also uh, we, uh, we plug in uh, where more people can find you. So whenever you're ready, we'll go into that. 
I'm I'm ready, my friend. I'm I'm excited for these questions. It's going to be awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, so what's another job other than your own that you would like to try? Hmm. There's a lot of them, and that sounds kind of silly, but I would like to be able to do something where maybe I was able to go abroad and maybe teach English, for example. And I know that that doesn't seem very, uh, that may sound rather pedestrian, but I love traveling. Um, you know, I've, I've traveled all over the world, but I love that idea because when you travel, it it makes you get outside of your normal kind of mental framework and it makes you start looking at things differently. So everything from everything that you smell to the language you hear to the food that you eat and probably the weather that you're experiencing normally is going to be different. And that makes us really shift into a different gear and it forces us to click into a different range that we normally wouldn't do. And that's what we need to do. It, it's that's that ability to embrace adventure and to be able to learn and teaching English or, or doing something like that in another culture would be huge because it would help me understand not only better what I already know, but it will help me learn more from those people as well. So that may sound kind of, may not have been the, the answer you were expecting, but that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind for me. <laughs> it's definitely not, but hey, I love it. I'll accept it. That's so cool. Um, what is uh, one thing that most people don't know about Marcus Anderson? Are you someone who's trying to build your online presence and you're finding out that it takes some time, a lot of time, and someone might recommend, hey, you should write a book and become an expert in that area so you're known for that one thing. Well, a book, <laughs> as I've gone through it and come to find, takes a long time. It takes about another year and a half. But that doesn't mean that you can't become known for your thing. I think the best way to do this is through starting a podcast and getting a website out there that can archive all the work and the content and the area of expertise that you want to be known for. Because you want to be the go-to guy when someone thinks of, hey, I want to get in really good shape, but heck, I don't know what it's going to take. And you know that your area of supremacy, as I dub it, is to get someone into really great shape. And what if you could bring on other influencers that already have a name for themselves online onto your own podcast to create content to rank in really well to be to be the go-to guy when it comes to being the enthusiast that you wish you were online to be the influencer that you wish you were online. To be known as the expert. If you look at what's been happening in the world, it's all going towards online. So if you're still running a business and overhead's high, please reach out. Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com And this is a service where it's a done-for-you podcast. We'll get you systematically hooked up to where you have a website, your podcast, and to really get you on the roll 
So where your job is just to come in and have the fun part, which is interviewing the experts that you wish you could align yourself with more and to start actually making some noise and disrupt this whole idea that it takes another year to get really known for your area of expertise. So if this at all interests you, just email me, logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. I don't know if a lot of people know this. Um, I, I've talked about it in other interviews, but I've done uh, martial arts since I was 11. And those tenets of martial arts have really sort of reaffirmed the, the learnings I've had and the, the readings I've had from everything from Stoicism to Zen to Taoism to all these like kind of perennial philosophical ideals about wisdom and knowledge. Um, and that's really what kind of got me on the track to do that because having a name like Marcus Aurelius, it's really impossible not to understand or try to understand who, you know, Caesar Emperor Marcus Aurelius was. But when you're trying to read meditations by Marcus Aurelius at 13, it goes way over your head and it's impossible to, to understand. But what it did was it helped me kind of embrace some of the the simple philosophy from martial arts about the idea of, you know, emptying your cup or being humble or finding peace and stillness. These kind of things are what allow me the opportunity to make better decisions and then make better actions. So whether it be in the heat of battle or whether it be in day-to-day life, if we're able to do that and take that pause, that's what's going to help us make better decisions and take better actions. And that's going to help us therefore serve others better and create, you know, more quality around those the people that we're around as well. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's that's, oh, yeah, I I so agree with all that. I love it. Um, the thing is, I know you you've already been very vulnerable on this show, and and I really appreciate it. But I I, I do want to um maybe give an opportunity to sort of uh put some more skin in the game as they say and uh and uh ask you you know like right now with something that you're you're dealing with right now in your life that you're struggling with that you think um uh could be improved um you know and if you you know want to be totally transparent with something um i appreciate any transparency uh just go for it (laughs) absolutely i I mean, there's always here's here's the 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 heart the real hard truth you know the dirty little secret. Even though I've been through all the stuff I've been through, even though I've overcome stuff, um, it's hard every day. It doesn't magically just make everything easy. Um, when I wrote my book, it took me a long time. It took me over a year to write it, and I tried to just open up a Word document and bleed onto the page. I try to give everything that I could. But it's still difficult. Um, before you and I got on the phone, I, I went and had a workout. And when I was doing my Tabata pr- sprints, when I was you know, trying to do burpee pull-ups or when I was trying to really just go as hard as I could on the rowing machine, I wanted to give up. It was hard. Like It sucked. And 
that's the reality. It doesn't, it's not like all of a sudden, just because you embrace adversity or you see it as a gift instead of a curse, that it's going to be easy. Cause it's not guys, it's not supposed to be though. And that's the beauty. If it were easy, you wouldn't respect it. So adversity only guards the things really worth having. So if you're facing something right now that's really difficult, understand that it is forcing you to level up into the person who can have the reward that the adversity is obstructing currently. So if you're going through something, that's okay. You're supposed to. Adversity is an inevitability, but pain and discomfort are the best teachers as well. So if you can find the opportunity and whatever it is that you're finding right now, and if you can ask yourself and stop and say, what's the beauty in this? What's the lesson in this? And what's the opportunity in this? It will help you get through that and it will help you overcome it as opposed to being stunted by it and then turning into a person who decides that they just want to be distracted by social media or whatever TV shows on or whatever's on Netflix. If you have the courage to do that over and over again, if you can look back on yourself from doing that after a year, you won't recognize where you are now compared to where you were then. And that's what I hope everybody can do now is understand that it is hard. It's hard for me and it's not always going to be easy, but that's why we do it. Wow, man. Ah, I love it. Cause I know anyone that's listening right now is probably someone who wants to level up their life. And, uh, I guarantee that they're ready to go through that pain. They're ready to like take on that, that gift of struggle. They're ready to take on that gift of going, hey, like, this is going to hurt, but I'm going to get through it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for whoever's listening right now to, to like, just go through that, go through that. And I know for a fact that when I feel that pain, like, I'm most alive. That's why I love working out. I feel most alive. Um, but anyways, the last set of questions are these sort of questions where they're just 30 seconds or less type of answers, nothing super deep. Um, but, uh, I will wrap it up strong with this. Um, so whenever you're ready, we'll go into those. Absolutely. I'm ready, my friend. Awesome. Um, if you could sit down on a park bench with anyone for an hour, who would it be and why? Hmm. I would have to say Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee was a person who not only revolutionized martial arts, but he was like a cultural icon in the sixties was breaking through, you know, stigma attached to race and and all kinds of stuff so he was a truly incredible martial artist and uh, i would love to just sit with him and talk and hear it from the man hear it from the you know the horse's mouth himself and get to have a really in-depth conversation that's so cool yeah bruce lee um man and you talk about priorities that man uh he uh got he got his art down to a science where it was a priority to move in a certain way and, and to really think about the technique of a punch rather than just the force of a punch. Um, wow. He's, yeah, he's the man. Uh, the next question is, uh, how do you like to consume your content? Blogs, books, podcasts, audiobooks, movies? I'm sort of, uh, I, I take knowledge from wherever I can find it, but I guess you could say I'm more of a, uh, I do enjoy a podcast because like, like your podcast, I was able to listen to it when I was working out. So it's something I can truly multitask with, but I'm still sort of like the old school analog, you know, grab the book, feel it with my hands, smell the book and, you know, page through it and 
be able to write in the book or be able to dog ear it because that to me is a textile experience and that really adds to the the dimension of what I'm trying to read and consume. And I can pick up that book, you know, five years from now and look back on it and be like, wow, this is even more poignant now than it was when I first read it. That's so cool. I'm I'm the same way with books. I, I just love that sort of that weird that smell. It's there's something about being able to highlight it too and but I, as I learn more about myself and how I learn, I really do do almost best when I consume something auditorily and then I can vocally speak about that subject. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I love podcasting overall. It's just that, that ability to kind of l- learn about you and what your work was and then they go, oh, I'm going to now put it into a podcast. Like I get to actually now um, not only consume it, and let it go in one ear, not the other, but uh, actually l- let it digest. Uh. But um, anyways, the next question I'd love to ask is a, a podcast maybe that you have recently listened to that you'd really recommend to check out. Man, I, you know, your podcast obviously is phenomenal, and everybody that's here is, we're preaching to the choir. Uh, the ones that I listen to religiously, uh, Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu, uh, Tim Ferriss, I mean, he's obviously the man. And then uh, a guest that you just had on your show recently, Jordan Harbinger. These are the ones that really have people on there consistently that scratch my itch, as it were, and really kind of help me look on, look at my mindset and look at how I can get better. So the the podcast that Tim Ferriss did with uh, Jack Cornfield recently about Zen and about when Tim Ferriss had that 10-day silent retreat and how he almost had a nervous breakdown in the process that to me was incredibly important because in a lot of ways it kind of reminded me of what happened with me where I felt like I was isolated when I was injured and I didn't want to talk to anybody and I felt like I was going to go crazy. But on the other side of that is whenever we can really get a lot out of it. So yeah, those are three podcasts. Oh, wow. Uh, jeez. We definitely come from the same uh, crop, my friend, because I, those are all ones that I listen to, too, religiously. I love those ones. Um, so thanks for shouting out. And, and I just want to quickly say that, uh, you know, it's really crazy how you can listen to these podcasts and just even know you're feeling so alone in a moment to just be with someone and to reach out to them, like, you know, after you listen to it and not just listen to it passively, but go and actively reach out. Um, that's a new habit that I've recently tried to uh, capitalize on is just whenever I listen to a podcast and it and it resonates with me, I go and send a person on Facebook a message. So if someone heard something that you said um, that resonated with them, where, where can they find you? Thank you. Absolutely. They, they can find me um, at my website, MarcusRealiusAnderson.com. And then if you go to any of the social media, if you go to, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Marcus, and uh, I know the name is kind of hard to spell for some people, but if they want to, they can find my TEDx talk, you know, on YouTube, Get to Adversity, or, you know, they can find my book, The Get to Adversity, on Amazon as well. So those are all kind of ways to get kind of more into my mind and uh, my philosophy and my uh you know, my coaching and teaching styles. So. Marcus, could you say it one more time just so we can hear it? Um, because I think you went in and out when you said it. Say what? I, I couldn't hear you there? Yeah. 
uh, you went in and out when you said it. So uh, could you say it one more time? Uh, okay. You're, you're, you're just sure, the one place sure. people can find you. Absolutely. You can find me at MarcusAureliusAnderson.com and on all social media as Marcus Aurelius Anderson. That's where you can find me. Please nice. reach out, and uh, I look forward to talking to people, everybody. Nice, nice. Thank you for saying that again. Um, and then a hey, uh, last question is, um, you know, what's a – What's a self-inquisitive question a listener can sort of ask themselves throughout the day to try to unlock that that thing that they're trying to finally figure out in life? Like, what's that one thing that they can ask themselves? The one question they can ask themselves, and I usually do this in three parts, but the one question so that we can get right to the boil it down is ask yourself right now, is what I'm doing at this moment getting me closer to my goals or is it pushing me further away? Just be brutally honest with yourself. And if you're honest with yourself enough, a lot of times the answer is going to be no. A lot of times the answer is I'm distracting myself or I'm bored or I'm just mindlessly consuming content and I'm not really even understanding what I'm doing. But if you can be brutally honest with yourself and say, is what, am I, is what I'm doing getting me closer to my goal? If it is, then continue to do that. If what you're doing right now is not getting you closer to your goal, stop, pivot, reframe, readjust, and now start working towards that goal. If you're able to do that, it's going to help you get closer not only to your goals, but it's going to make you feel much more fulfilled. And the reality is this. I'm brutally honest with myself, but that brutal honesty is what allows ferocious optimism. So if you want to be able to have those things and to be able to move forward towards the things in your life that are truly worthy of your energy and those endeavors, ask yourself that question often and it will help you reframe and get closer to those goals even today. Wow. And um, I think we'll wrap it up there because that was incredible. Um, Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Marcus, thank you so much for being on the show. I really... I appreciate the time that you take, and and, uh, please, if you listen to this and it resonates with you, um, don't take another second to wait. If if it really resonates with you and you see that maybe there are areas where you're like, I'm doing some lying right now, and I'm I'm kind of fibbing it, and you want to be finally capitalizing on the information that you're taking in and uh, starting to get honest with yourself please reach out to uh, one of us I mean I, I think Marcus is a go-to guy so please do it um, check it him out he's got some amazing quality content and his and his book is is absolutely one of those books that will just uh, make you really believe in yourself and there is a there's a huge science to the power of belief I promise you um, that uh, maybe Marcus and I can go back into another episode and talk about the science behind belief and, and, and what he's done with his own beliefs and gotten from A to Z and, and, and been at rock bottom and, and, and reach heights of success. So uh, thanks again, Marcus, man. Thank you, Logan. I w- yeah, I would love to have another conversation with you. I think it, we could really bring some great stuff to your audience. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, until then, um, everyone, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, listen to this. I really appreciate it. I know you can be listening to so many other podcasts, but instead you picked mine. So I appreciate that.
there's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening. Um, the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly, it doesn't take much and it feels so good when people create something and take time. And when I see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day, either made me feel less alone, maybe put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share on either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it. And I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area and they don't want to take another year or year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, if you meet the certain requirements, I'd love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help and I'm here for you. So please reach me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.